on that note, what can you tell us about ISIS tactics? Um, there is, they usually use two sets. For offensive, they're very uh, guerrilla, very get close, hit you as hard as they can with a barrage, fire maneuver, and if they can't uh, overcome you, then they'll pull back out almost immediately and get as far away as they can. And as far as when we generally do offensives, they're, uh, they don't want you, I mean, you see thousands of Peshmerga lining up to come mm -hmm. kicking your front door. They pull out and literally lay out hundreds of IEDs and just pick away at them as the force is trying to move in. That was what we saw in the uh, battle on September 11th, was the enemy practicing defense in depth, but they had the whole road IED. How many IEDs did they dig on that day? More than a count. 50 maybe? Yeah, yeah. I've got hours of footage of just IEDs yeah. going off or being dug up. So they weren't they weren't trying to hold that ground. They fell back to defensible positions, or they fell back and had the area booby trapped for right. guys to run into. Right. Um, have you seen suicide attacks used uh, offensively? Um, not personally, but we the, the day before we got attacked when they were taking that area initially, they had a, a couple of events coming at them. They blew them up with fishkas uh, and RPGs and like that. They like the. They generally don't. Uh, they have to get. It takes very careful planning to do an individual exercise model the best. Yeah. Uh, on one of these offensives, so they like to use up armored vehicles. They'll take a. For instance, we uh, we're talking to some of the guys at this unit, and one of our guys here has a got uh, took shrapnel on the blast. They uh, they took an MRAP, and then they up armored it more, to where they fired like three RPGs at this thing, or hit him with a douche gun, could not stop it, got within 100 meters and then detonated. That brings us to another uh, another point, is that the enemy has uh, inadvertently benefited from Western assistance, and that they captured weapon stockpiles and vehicles that we gave to GOI, um, and that they captured. Have the Kurdish forces benefited from Western assistance? Also, we saw on the front lines the other day with you, uh, the Panzer Faust, the Milan, the G36 rifles. Yeah, they get a lot of help from uh, <clears throat> European coalition uh, countries such as Germany. They've donated, I think it was 8,000 G36s. You see, we have now. Um, they get, uh, we see a lot of Type 56 AKs, so Chinese, brand new. Like some of them still have packing grease on them, which is interesting. Um, and then, of course, Germany's donated Panzerfausts, uh, since Carl Gustavs. Um, it's very limited. They don't have as much, uh, near, nearly the, the equipment that Dosh does, you know. A lot so of the vehicles. So you think the pressure outcome? Yeah. <laughs> On the ground, at least. It, it helps right. to have uh, the, the air that we have here. That's definitely, a, that plays a huge because they can't match, Dosh can't match that. Yeah, they can't do anything with that. So do you think the, the military assistance that the Pesh have received from, uh, from the West, has it helped, has it not helped? Yes, it has, but I don't think they could do so much more. You know, we, the, the West could be, could be doing so much more. It's, yes, it's helping, but I mean, it's like, you know, if you're hungry and I give you, if you if you haven't eaten in a day and I give you a Snickers, you're like, all right, sweet food. Thanks, bro. But, but it's still not <laughs> a meal, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's just enough to keep them going. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, when we were out on the front with you the other day, I mean, the first thing I was thinking is like, this is the perfect place to have a special forces team, have an ODA out there doing combat advising. 
and really, you know, put rubber on the asphalt to get something done. Right. Um, so. Uh, Which they, they do operate out here. Um, generally with some of the more elite units, like the counter-terror group and uh, SWAT. And uh, they, they are out there as, uh, as far as I know, as JTACs and military advisors where they help to train them. The, um, Joey, you wanted to say something more about uh, tactics that um, the uh, enemy uses? Something I noticed being in Rojava versus here, um, when the Yepege would get ready to take the village, they would be a little bit more discreet about it. So, versus here, you know, uh, being in the village, they can, I, I'm pretty sure they can see Pachamaria getting ready to, to assault. It gives them column. Yeah, yeah, and the lights and all that. And it gives them time to set those bombs and run away. But um, the handful of villages that we did take in, in, in Rojava, they did the same thing, but they didn't have the time to set up the bombs. So um, a lot of the time, you know, they had EOD guys that would go out. They would go out at night and they would literally low crawl up, dismantle a couple bombs, come back, and they would do that. Yes. They, they would do that undetected. Yeah. So um, a lot of the times when we would push villagers, there wouldn't be any bombs left, or we would be so would be so sneaky that they would just run and you know we, we they'd return fire a little bit as they were running and get a week see them leaving in their vehicles but they never had time so to the do would, they would also creep up on the enemy yeah and they would they would wait real and they would they would wait behind cover or they would come in at night without lights on that kind of thing so it would surprise uh dash more and they would have time to set up those ids or those bombs it's interesting and a lot of those villages there's no booby traps no bombs and, and we you know we'd see them running and shoot them they shoot back but they just run away and have time to That's get rid right. of anything. That military knowledge that they built up from decades of fighting mm -hmm. up in the mountains. Yeah, and it's 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 good that they have those guys there to, to kind of show them those tactics. Because uh, they are a new military. It's all the handful of guys there. They're they're brand new to fighting, but they get battle hard pretty quick there. So uh, let's talk about coalition airstrikes. And uh, wherever I've been. Kurdistan, or even when I was in Rojava back in November, everyone says the airstrikes suck. They're not effective. We're not doing anything. Um, you know, where are you, America? You know, um, I just want to ask you guys, since you've been out there for a while, um, how you would rate the effectiveness of coalition airstrikes? Personally, well, I, I have heard that like uh, some of the guys we know were on offensive before we got there, and to ninth, and it was the U.S. Air Force. They dropped. Two bombs. One didn't go off, and the other one they blew up an empty truck in the open, and then they took off. And Peshmerga tried to launch in. Dosh had tanks, and they got they got their shit. They got hammered. They had to do a thousand yard run uh, through the open to get back. Because they, they were relying on pre-assault fires to take out the tanks. Right, and then they got pinned down, and they started getting flanked, and they were caught in a classic L shape. And uh, one of the westerners got shot in the leg. Another westerner got blown up by a mortar. Um, both. Lived and survived. And, really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Got uh, evacs. Uh, one went home. The other one's still out here somewhere. Got patched up. Um, when my first experience with them was when we went. Remember the uh, OP we staged at to launch from before the first village. Yeah. That yeah, OP. Yeah. We 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 were the ones. The, uh, our our American team back with nine were the ones who set up that initial burn line out front of that OP. Um, and I believe that was back in May. Um, and anyway, uh, we uh, we rolled out with three Humvees uh, and one Land Cruiser with the Disco. Our Humvees had uh, 
BKCs and MG3s, and we rolled in and immediately were under fire. They were they were staying in play, and uh, and we'd sit there and uh, just 500 yards back and forth with machine guns sitting in the, in the buildings. Um, uh, it was a therapeutic day. It lasted about seven hours. Literally, just sit there, wait till we get shot at. I climb up my tur turret, light up, light up a few doors and windows, and go quiet. Sit back down, smoke a chain smoke for <laughs> ten minutes or so. Uh, yeah, it was uh, just. It wasn't it, compared to the previous firefight. It was you know easy day. Just yeah, get up yeah, there yeah. and do talking guns with the other Humvees. Um, and RAF came in and they. Uh, they, uh, as Dosh tried to maneuver on us to the left, they hit him with 300 pounders and some of the positions behind a, a hill and whatnot. And uh, then over the, towards the end of it, they decided to finish it with uh, two J-dams on specific, uh, one was a bunker and another was a building. And uh, uh, they were very effective. We killed, uh, we don't know if the machine guns got them, the, the uh, airstrikes got them, but we just, in total they were, uh, uh, 13 dead DOS that day, so, uh, yeah, and uh, after the bombs dropped, they quit playing, like, all right, we're, we're, we're taking over. our toys and leaving the game over. Uh, the fu funniest moment of the day was, uh, the MG3 was going down, because it's, you know, old and it's, uh, beat to hell, and they don't necessarily, they clean and lubricate with diesel. Oh, yeah. So the thing was just malfunctioning, failure to feed, failure to fire, I'm just sitting there just messing with it under fire, and finally, somebody ran over with a can of motor oil. So I'm pouring that in there. I'm like, screw, we gotta get this thing up and running. Because I don't. I only had uh, one drum of BKC, and I'm like, we can't resort to that because we need that if, it, if this, you know, if they start really pushing on us. Um, anyway, we got it up and running. I'm like, all right. It, it was quiet at the time, and I'm like, all right, test fire, test fire. I let off a burst, and the village erupted. I'm like, oh crap, I must have pissed someone off. <laughs> Hadn't been a real effective. I just picked a good spot, and I. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I was like laughing, I like round, uh, some of the rounds were getting right over uh, the crow's nest. <laughs> yeah.